Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Itziers. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Itziers, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick. Yay! At this time, I would like to remind everybody that you are listening to jradio.com. If you would like to listen to us on the telephone, you can listen to us by dialing 712-432-4217. That number again is 712-432-4217. The number to call after the show, after the story that is, to tell us your name and what lesson you learned in tonight's story is 718-683-5858. Very good, Yassi. And, of course, if you'd like to listen to us live or on the archives, you can call 718-506-9099. That number again is 718-506-9099. And just follow the menu if you want to listen to us live or follow the archives. I would also like to take this moment to remind you that j Radio can definitely use your donations. So, the address is Javit Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. That address again is Javit Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. And if you would like to text in to ask for information how to sponsor or to how to advertise on jwitradio.com, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you would also like to suggest a story for me to tell, and you'd like to give over all the information and all the details of it, and uh, or possibly the source for it, you may also text in 347-927-8398, and it will be forwarded to me. Yes. Okay, my turn, Rabbi Herbs. Okay, if anyone is looking to hire Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs for either storytelling, Kayak from the Mayak, Extreme Martial Arts Demo, uh, you know, whether it be for, uh, you know, Avis Abundant Program, uh, uh, your, your yeshiva, your Benos, your Beis Yaakov, whatever, your school, a private party, or a day camp, a bungalow colony, or sleepaway camp. So, of course, the number to call is 718. 718- 375-1294. That number again is 718-375-1294. Also, you should be aware, if anybody's interested uh, for information about art lessons, martial arts lessons, you know, perhaps karate, uh, private karate lessons, Qigong energy lessons, and so on, uh, you could call also 718-375-1294 for more information. And please be aware that Rabbi Erbs' books are still available in your local farm store, along with many of his CDs and a new one, too. And for those CDs that are not in the stores, you could call Rabbi Yitzhi Erbs at 718-375-1294, and he will be more than happy to send you a complete list, either by email or fax. Wow, did I get everything in? I think so. I think we can now start our story. Okay, so now it's my turn <laughs> to uh, uh, speak now again. Of course it's your turn. Yeah, you got to tell the story. We finish all the, the pre-stuff, you know, whatever, you know, all the stuff that comes before your story. That's right. 
So anyways, I have this story, which I know for sure I did not tell this in a good couple of years. All righty. Is it like vintage wine? The longer you wait, the stronger it gets? Well, I hope so. But besides, um, however I told it so many years ago, I don't remember how I told it. And uh, I know you never tell a story the same way twice. Uh, that's right. You got that right. 100%. Okay, so um, I guess uh, I'm ready to tell the story. It's called The Woodchopper. Ah, The Woodchopper. How much wood can the woodchopper chop if he chop, chop? Uh, Y'all see, we're not doing tongue twisters. We're doing a story. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, uh, so why'd you pick this story? Well, I figured as we get closer to uh, uh, Shavuos, I think that even though we can still do another show next week, but, you know... Let's start getting into the shul's mode because, you know, without being in a shul, it's pretty hard to get fully into that, you know, uh, shul's mode, you know, the learning mode and everything. I know that Baruch Hashem, there's a lot of learning going on uh, through Zoom and through phone things and whatever. And even I heard that Torah Anytime has now, uh, I think, a kind of a Zoom tablet that only can pick up kosher stuff and things like that. So you have nothing to worry about. That's what they say. But anyways, I want to be in that spirit of Shavuos. Yes, yes, yes. So whether they open up the shuls in time or not, I don't know. But I want to be in that mood just right. Because Shavuos is a time where we rekindle our feeling. I know. It's like we, we accept the Torah like it was just given to us right now. It's not like a toy. Like a toy? What do you mean? Torah's not a toy. No, what I mean is like, you know, like you're very excited to hear about this new toy, and then all of a sudden you want it so badly. Then when you get it, you play with it like every second of the day for a couple of days, and then it starts to slow down, and then eventually you leave it on the side, and eventually you stop playing with the toy. Yes. So your point is? <laughs> My point is that, uh, um, you know, chas v'sholem, I mean, chas v'sholem, don't want any problems here, you know? But uh, Torah is, is like breathing. You know, when you were born, you were breathing. And now it could be, I don't know how old you are. Are you 700 years old? Uh, Yossi. Just kidding. Anyways, as the years go on, uh, you know, like you don't say, Oh, I'm bored of breathing. I've been doing it for so long, right? That's right. I won't do that. And neither would you. Uh, no, 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 I wouldn't. And neither would anybody. So Torah is the same thing. And that's why Shavuos... We, like, renew it like we just got it now. So the joy and the feeling we have is like it's brand new. And, of course, it's got to feel like, you know, um, you know, how should I say it? Okay, if you don't know how to say it, I'll say it. No, no, I know how to say it. I just don't got the words in my mouth. Okay, should I put the words in your mouth? Uh, that'll be very good. You know how to do that? Uh, well, we won't talk about that. But anyways, go ahead. Say the words that you really wanted to say. Okay. So what I wanted to say is that, uh, you know, just like you can't live without breathing, you can't live without Torah. And just like you never get bored of breathing, you should never get bored of Torah. And, and you know, like if you have kinds of problems and everything, it could be solved through the Torah. And it doesn't mean, wow, you're so like, uh, whoo, I don't know how to say it. You're like, uh, like, a, like a rub, darshaning. Oh, <laughs> 
I am? Oh, okay. Anyway, so the point is that um, prayer is our way of life, and, and you know, uh, you know, we got to grow old in it or whatever, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, you know um, it's, it's like Dovid uh, Melech uh, said, right? Ah, uh, yes. Well, are you sure you don't know the story I'm telling? I, I don't remember it. Okay, well, anyways, like you said, Dovid Melech said to Hillem, Lule Sarosha. Where is it? Where is it again? You know, in that big famous Kufiutes capital, you know, in Tehillim, where it has uh, a bunch of sentences, a bunch of psukim for each letter of the uh, Aleph Bays, you know. So this is in Kufiutes. Pasik Tzadik Bays, Tzadik Gimel, Tzadik Dalit. Says over there, Lule Sarosha Sha'ashuai. Oh, yeah. If your Torah was not my way of life, Chas Shalom, you know, then. Ozavati Be'oni. Then I, I would be lost in my suffering, like my inflictions, you know, whatever problems I got, I'd be lost. Like like right now, because of this big mangefa going on with the coronavirus and everything, you know. I mean, a, a person without Tyra could go 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 out of his mind, But we who have Tyra, we understand that Hashem is doing this for a reason. And it's like a wake-up call for us to do tshuva, right? I would believe so. Okay, and uh, especially for people who talk in shul, chas Uh, yeah, and especially for people who talk too much lush and hara, uh, yeah, and and especially for those who are, are not doing the mitzvah of ben adam achaveray. And we got the idea, baruch hashem. And uh, I would like to get to the story, so let me continue. So ozavati be on you. Oh yeah, right. I said I would be lost in my sufferings. That's right. So David Amela said. It, because of Torah, because of all the sufferings and all the afflictions that he had, so many people were trying to marshal. Even Sholem Melech was trying to kill David, and, and so on and so forth. So he went through a lot of sufferings back and forth, back and forth, and his son of Sholem rebelled against him and everything. He went through a lot of sorrows. But you know, he understood everything comes from Hashem and for a reason. And therefore he says, if not for the fact that he's so occupied with Torah, then he would have been lost in his sufferings. Right, that's right. And the next pasuk, uh, next pasuk, and uh, and that means I never will I forget uh, uh, your Torah teachings, the precepts of the Torah. You know, like uh, the, the way of life that the Torah teaches, not just you know a bunch of mitzvahs. It's a way of life, right? Yes, it is. It most certainly is. And then it says, "Kivam uh, chiyasani." Oh, that's right. Because with them, the Torah precepts. Because of the moral way of life and the mitzvahs in the Torah, the Tutmon Short simply said, because of the Torah and mitzvahs, I was kept alive by Hashem, because I do them. And that's what he was saying. So basically he's saying, if a person wants to live, let him keep Torah and mitzvahs. Right? And then it says, L'cho ani hoishieni. Uh, yeah, that means, like, I am yours, uh, please save me. <laughs> save me, you know, like, uh, because I'm yours, I dedicate my life to Torah and to Hashem, so when I'm in service or something like that, please save me. That's right. Because... Uh, because I, I understood the Torah, uh, I, I mean, I, I understood the, the, the Torah, and, and that's what I was seeking, right? So my whole life, a person should be, my, my whole life, your life, everybody's whole life, they should be seeking Tyra. Wow. <laughs> that's very good. You're, you're, going, you're going good. 
Anyway, so this percept, uh, this, uh, you know, concept, I want to tell today's story. Wow! Sounds gavalic. So you said the name is uh, Zalman the Woodchopper. Yep, Zalman the Woodchopper. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Zalman the Woodchopper. Okay, but um, I, I may have called it first the Woodchopper, but it's really Zalman the Woodchopper. Okay, uh, really Zalman the Woodchopper. Whatever. Anyhow, the woodchopper it is. Okay, we can call it the woodchopper. But we know that the woodchopper's name is Almond. Okay, so the woodchopper's name is Almond. And? Well, okay, so let's go on here. Many years ago, this story happened approximately 150-some-odd years ago. And I can't vouch for the truth of it because it's an old, old story. And it was written down in this forum, stories forum, and brought down as, as, a, as a story to bring out a point. So I don't know if it's uh, 100% true or not, but boy, this story has a great lesson in it. Okay, so this story takes place over 150 some odd years ago in a small village of Carne. And it was a wood chopper. Let me guess, his name was Salman. Uh, <coughs> Well, isn't it? Yes, it is. You're right. It's Zalman. Anyways, so let me tell you what happened. Zalman was not very, very rich. He was very poor. You want to tell the story? Uh, maybe. Do you know it? Uh, no, but I'm guessing. Okay, so you know what? Let me tell the story so this way I can finish the story and maybe get some phone calls in. And maybe get some phone calls in. You don't have to repeat myself. I don't have to repeat my... Oh, oh, sorry. Okay. Okay. Anyways, what happened is this poor Zalman was a woodchopper and he was very poor. He didn't have much for himself. So uh, let's go over to Zalman. Uh, let's see. Should we make him like... Yeah, uh, bim bam bim bam. Or should we... Oh, yeah. I'm he, Salman the Woodchopper, yuppie, I love it, I'm a boy. Uh, no, I like it the other one. Okay, be the other one. I, I, I am by, I am Salman. I'm a poor woodchopper, that's all I know. I like to chop wood and put it on my cart. And I have a sharp axe. To chop their wood. I also have one old horse. I hope he lives to the course. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. I'm Salmon the Woodchopper. I chop wood for a living. I have only a horse that is very old. And I have a sharp axe, so I'm tall. My horse is so old, it looks like a bundle of bones. But then again, that's all I could afford. Ay, 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 but I love to say to heal him. Every single day, that's what I do. I also like to learn some toy I do the best I can under the circumstances. Since I'm very, very, very poor, I can't afford to hire someone to teach me by my door. 
He is funny. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, whatever. Uh, uh, go ahead, Zalman, continue. Ah, all right, here I go. My daily routine. I finish gardening. I eat my breakfast. I said so long to my wife. And now I'm going with my horse and wagon to the forest. All right, I'm here in a good spot. Let me get off my horse and wagon. Why, why, my aching bones? All right, eh? Now that I'm off of my horsey and off of my wagony, I'm going to go and see what I can do. Let's see. Ah, here's some older trees. I'd make nice firewood to sell. All righty. And when it's warm weather, they don't need firewood to warm up the house, but they need firewood to warm up their stoves to make a fire. <laughs> All right. No, no, but I make more money in the winter time, but not much. I can't really sell. It's a poor village I live in anyways. Okay. Let me see what I got. All righty. I have my axe in my hand. Okay. Hoshi, don't go anywhere. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, now let's see. Let me hold five in the air. I'm swine dry. I'm swine dry. I'm swine dry. I'm swine dry. Okay, let's uh, chop some more. There it goes. Timber. <laughs> All right, now let me chop it up into smaller pieces to put in my wagon to sell for firewood. All right, one piece, two piece, three piece, four piece, five piece. Okay, I got it. Okay, Givaldi, Givaldi, Givaldi. We have a bim, baby, bim, bam. Okay, you know, it's very interesting. I try to be like Dovid Melech, you know. Every day, after I finish my chopping in the wood, then I go to Davin Minche, after I sell as much as I can, and then I go to Davin Minche, and then over there I say, after Minche, I stay there for a while, and I say something to him before I go home, after my rev, for supper. <laughs> Very interesting. You know, I don't make much money, but, you know, I try to remember what Dovid Melech says in his him. Lulai sarusche shashuai uz uvati biuni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say it all the time. Yes, I live by this. Because if an actual the fact, I understand that Hashem has a reason for everything. This is what I learned in the Torah. I, I will be lost. <laughs> and the next part also, I would never, never forget. The way of living life of Torah. No other way. Chas v'shol. Nishmir zamen. Zamen would never, ever, ever, ever say, like, uh, you know, some people say, you know, hey, body boy, hey, you might as well give up not believing in your Akkadish Baruch Don't believe in Hashem. Because, look, you're so poor, you cry out to your dad. No, 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 no. Hashem has a reason for everything. If he wants me to be poor, I'm poor. If he wants me to be rich, I'll be rich. But you know what? I am satisfied with what Hashem gives me. You know that? That's what I am. That's the way I am. And I'm going to be satisfied all the time. 
Whatever Hashem does for me is good, and I do the best I can. Now, because when it comes to Shabbos Kodesh, <laughs> by me, Shabbos Kodesh, <laughs> is I a special, very special. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing like Shabbos Kodesh by me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Shulam how are you? How are you? Listen to me. My name is Zanbel, but I say, Yehai Zanbel. I'm passing through the town, and I see I'm going to be stuck here by Shabbos. Is there any chance you know some place where I could stay for Shabbos? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be able to stay by me if you want. Uh, I don't want to be matriarch, you, but uh, I mean, uh, how should I tell this person? He's wearing schmatter clothing, torn clothing. He's probably a very poor man. He can't afford to put me up. I don't understand. It'll be a great honor. Every Shabbos Kodesh, I have a wonderful Shabbos guest by me. Zag Zechnesh, don't you worry about a thing. Ay, 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 how could I tell him no without insulting him? What's a Latin? What should I do? Uh, you know what? I know what it is. You look at my clothing, <laughs> and you think, oh, such a poor person. <laughs> a poison is poor if he has no mitzvahs. If he has mitzvahs, he's very rich. Listen to me. This is my wood chopping clothing. Let me ask you a question. Would you go to chop wood in the forest with your Shabbos clothing? Would you? Would you? Nein, of course not. Oh, okay. All right. So, you know what? I'm going to stay in the base of Methodist, and Friday, Bezda Hashem, I'll come to you for Shabbos. Okay? Tell me where you live. I'm the last house at the end of the village of Carne. You understand? You can't miss it. It's a very, um, very different than everybody else's house. Very different. Oh, so maybe this guy, Tuck, is a very rich man. And his house must be fancy, so I'll recognize it when I see it. Okay, the last house. Uh, is that to the north or the south of the village? Uh, that's to the uh, west of the village. <laughs> oh, the west of the village. Okay, whatever. I'll find it. There's no other house like that, trust me. But, you know, you'll have a Shabbos, I'll have a Shabbos like I never saw my whole life. <laughs> I gotta come there. Wow. Yes, Gibraltar. I'm gonna come to this man's house. Sicher, 100%. I will come to this man's house. Yes, yes, yes. And so, this is the way the life of um, <clears throat> Zalman went on. He would chop wood from Sunday through Thursday. And by the afternoon, he was finished selling his wood. He was standing in the middle of the streets over there. And he would try to sell wood. And he would say, for example, uh, he would say, <clears throat> Are you there? Huh? Oh, you want me to t- I, I, I'm in the streets now? Yeah, I'm selling wood? Yes, 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 you're selling wood. Uh, okay. Uh, wood for sale, wood for cooking, wood for... Cooking? Whoever cooked wood, I like to cook food. My goodness, whoever eats wood. Huh. What, do you think I'm a carpenter ant or something? You think I'm a termite? I'm a human being. Nein, nein, chas You need to make a fire on your stove, no? Uh, yes, of course. And if you don't have a fire, you can't cook. 
Oh, oh, so why did you say so? You mean firewood uh, to burn, not wood for cooking. Well, you know, I have to say it two ways because some people need to keep the house warm, so they need firewood, and some people use the wood for cooking up a fire to cook the cook. I mean, to cook the food, the food, the food to cook. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, yes, I think so. Okay, thanks for explaining. Uh, how much for that bundle over there? That bundle over there, you got, uh... A ruble? Oh, no, I couldn't afford that. No, 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 no. If I gave you a ruble for all that, I'd be poor myself. All right, all right, what can you give me? Uh, uh, I could give you uh, uh, 20 kopecks. All right, 20 kopecks it is. Wow, thank you. As you can see, the way Zalman did business was, he didn't want anybody to be without firewood. So if they could afford the regular price, he took it. If they couldn't, he took it also. And once in a while, he even gave away firewood for nothing. When he saw somebody looked even poorer than him, he gave the firewood away for nothing. Can you imagine that? He, Mamish, literally gave the firewood away for nothing. Wow, he's a big tzaddik. Well, everybody's a tzaddik in their own ways. Okay, so anyway, so let me tell you what happened. This was going on day after day. And when it came to Friday, of course, he wouldn't work because he would take his money that he saved up. Saved up? What do you mean, saved up? I thought he wasn't making much. <laughs> so let me explain you. I, I guess I left this part out. Yeah, what part did you leave out? Do you know that during the weekdays, he only ate bread, dipped in some salt. That was the meals. I, of course, they had some milk once in a while, most of the time water. Wow, boy, was he poor. So then how could he make Shabbos? Ah, that's it. When it came to Shabbos Kodesh, all his problems would disappear. The whole world stopped except for Shabbos Kodesh. To embrace the Shabbos Kodesh, to feel the greatness of Shabbos, he loved it. Wow, unbelievable. Yep, that's right. It was very unbelievable. So he felt the holiness, the, the greatness of Shabbos Kodesh. That's mamish what he did. Yeah, yeah, he got so engrossed in it. So Friday he took the money that he had left over, uh, you know, and then he would buy chalas. Yes, that's right. He made sure he had challah, lechem mishnah, not just one challah, lechem mishnah for Friday night, lechem mishnah for the Shabbos Suda. And Lechem Mishnah for Shalashudas too. He would buy fish and he would buy a chicken big enough to have for his family and big enough to share along with the fish and everything else. He would share it with his guest. Because when he felt he had a guest at his house, he didn't feel like he was poor. He felt like he was rich. And who were his guests? I don't know. I wasn't there. Who's his guest? Ah, so his guests consisted of the following. Usually wayfarers. Wayfarers? I like eating wafers. How can a wayfarer be a guest? Not a wafer, a wayfarer. Okay, you know, a passerby. Someone who's like traveling through, either on business or whatever, or a poor person that had no place to stay and he was stuck for Shabbos, he would invite him to his house. And this way, he had a Shabbos guest. And when he had the Shabbos guest, when he had the Shabbos guest, it was like me'ain ha'ba. 
they will be singing and once in a while he had a real big chazan or a, a guest that was very poor but knew how to really sing and he would sing really really beautiful Yep, that's the way it was. It was really nice. And then it finally happened. Uh-oh! What happened? His horse died? The wagon broke? Uh, the axe dulled? Uh, the axe handle flew off? Uh, it flew into a river? I had to go to Yari Mikla be- uh, No, stop thinking so wildly. That's not what happened. Okay, so what happened? Well, if you let me, I will tell you. Okay, okay, so what happened? What happened? What happened? Relax. Take it easy. I'm going to tell you. Well, here's what happened. There was this man, and his name was... Uh, oh. oh, what happened with this guy Zanvo, by the way? You want me to go back to him? Yeah, could you tell him? But I, I gave you the idea that people came and they sang Zemiris. Okay, just tell me a little bit about Zanvo. Okay, okay. I'll tell you about Zanvo. Okay, Zanvo was the following. What happened was Zanvo came to the house. He was looking for the house. Remember what I said? Yeah, it was a house like different. All right, let me see what's going on here. Okay, I finished uh, Kabula Chavez. And, ah, there he is, there he is. Wow, it's a pretty nice suit for a guy like him. Wow, it's pretty nice. Eh, uh, you're a Zalman, no? Eh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm Zalman. Shalom Aleichem. I'm my Shabbos guest. Come, come. We go. Oh, it's good you're going because I thought West was that way. Ah, no, no, no. If you're standing this way, maybe the West is over there. If you stand where I go, this way is the West. Okay, come, follow me. Wow, I can't wait to see your house. You said it's a house like no other. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. It is definitely a house like no other. All right, can't wait to see it. And so they walked to the end of the town. And there was that broken-down hut, which he called his palace. All right, uh, where is the house? We're at the end, and I don't see the fancy house. There it is! Ta-da! Ta-da! Ta-da-da-da-da-da! That's your house? Yep. It's Mamish Gavaldi. Don't be fooled the way it looks on the outside. <laughs> well, okay, I already said yes. I hope I'm not taking away anything from this poor person. Ay, 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 what should I do? I don't want to embarrass him. Okay, in I go. Okay, so where are we going? Ah, uh-huh, mm-hmm. Ah, here we are. Ready? I'm going to open the door. And everybody say good Shabbos. But first, I want to let my wife know I'm coming, so I'm knocking the door. Who is there? It's me, Zalman, Ich bin Heim, and I'm coming with the guest. Okay. Door is open. All right. All right, you first. Uh, me first. I hope the door doesn't fall apart when I come in. Ah, oh, yeah. wow. So decorated so nicely. 
It's Shabbos Kodesh. Told you, you wouldn't recognize it from the inside. Wow. Can't believe it. Considering what he has. Wow, this is a very nice Shabbos. And sure enough, because I want to be able to tell the rest of the story and maybe get a phone call or two in, so I just want you to know that most likely what ended up happening was he had a great, not most likely, he did. He had a great time, and he couldn't believe it that he would be able to have such a great time. And he didn't even think about it at all that he was enjoying himself at a poor man's house because the holiness and the happiness that he saw there was just magnificent. It was unbelievable. So now, let us go weiter. It happened one Thursday that he went to to the, uh, you know, to the shul after, you know, he finished, um, he finished uh, his mincha and, uh, ah, you made it sound like after he finished chopping the wood and everything. Yes, yes. Finished chopping the wood and he finished selling it and he finished selling it. And then he came in to, to the base of Medvesh. And of course he davened Mincha. And he was going to say his Tehillim. And right there and then, remember, he did not use his money yet. Because he does it when? On Friday. That's right. So he was there. And he was starting to say Tehillim. And as he was saying Tehillim, suddenly he realized that he and one other person was there. And the other person that was there was crying. Oh, 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 oh. I may spear. Shear my voice. Hey, wait a second, I can't take this crying here. Are you just in trouble? Ich muss ihm euch helfen. Entschuldigung, pardon me, I have to help you. Excuse me, what's your name? <laughs> My name? My name? <laughs> it's not important. You have a funny name. And uh, not important might be your English name. What's your Hebrew name? What's your Jewish name? You know? My, my Jewish name? Okay. Um, 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 uh, uh, Mandela. Ah, Mandela. Okay, very nice name. Okay, Mandela, what is your problem? Why are you crying? Uh, I'm crying because, because I'm making a big simcha, but it's not going to be a simcha anymore. You're making a simcha? First of all, relax yourself. Okay. Okay, I'm going to try to relax. I'm going to try my best. I mean, this is terrible. I have to make a simcha. And I'm supposed to have a simcha. And what kind of simcha are you making? Uh, my daughter. Your daughter? You had a daughter? Marshall You're not such a youngster. You have... Hashem, listen, if Hashem gave you a brucha in your old age, that you have a daughter? Marshall Tav. No, 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 no. My, my daughter is, is not a baby. Not a baby? Okay. Uh, how old is your daughter? My daughter is a kala. A kala? Oh, Marshall Tav. Who's the chushin? That's the problem. Oh, you have a problem. You don't have a chushin. No, I have a chushin. Oh, you have a chushin. Come on, second. You're crying. You're making a simcha. Your daughter is getting married. Marshall Tav, Marshall Tav, Simon Tav, Marshall Tav, Marshall Tav, Simon Tav. You hide your loony. No, why are you looking at me? Because I said it's a simcha, 
but it might not be a simcha. <laughs> Listen, I would like to help you. Please do me a favor. My name is Almond. I'm here to help you as much as I can. Okay? Please don't cry. Okay? Tell me what the problem is. You should be very happy. I would if I had some money. Everybody would be happy if they had money, but then when they have too much money, they're not so happy. So tell me, what is the problem? You're making a beautiful house in there? So don't make it so beautiful. What's the problem? Well, you see, one of the things that I promised, that I promised to the Hussian, is that before the Hussian, I would buy him a talus. That's very nice, very thoughtful of you. So go buy him a talus. What's the problem? The problem is, I don't have any money. I raise me. And how much does the talus cost? The talus cost them. It cost. Ten rubles. Ten rubles. That's uh, not even the most expensive talus. Let me see what I got in my pocket. One second, give me a moment, please. I raise me. I seem to have only 11 rubles. I raise me. If I give away the money to him, I do the mitzvah of Achnus' color. If I don't give him the money, his husband is going to be off. If I give him the money, how am I going to make Shabbos? I won't have money for fish. I won't have money for chicken. I only have money for challah and a bit of salt, a little bit of salt. What are they going to do? And then I won't be able to have a, a guess because I will have nothing to give him. I, 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 I don't know what to do. You know what? I got an idea. Hey, are you listening to me? Yes, I'm listening to you. What do you want me to do? Uh, it's not what I want you to do. It's what I got to do. Oh, yeah? What is it? What are you going to do? Well, it's very simple. You know what I'm going to do? I am going to go to my rov, Rabbi Yukasil. Rav Yukasil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My rov, Yukasil, is a very elderly and great big Talmud Chuchim. And he knows how to give advice based on Dash Torah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a very smart man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, by him, it's truly said that uh, he lives uh, the the He he's like one of those that the Posik says, "I will never forget." You know your your your, your teachings of the Torah, the precepts of the Torah. Yeah, yeah, he's one of them. I'm gonna go to him and don't go away from this base of Magnus. I will come back. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. All right. And of course, he left the base of Magnus. And then he went straight over to the tzaddik's house, Rebuka Seal. And when he got there, he knocked on the door. And Yuka Seal came to the door. One second, one second, I'm coming. Let me see where I'm up to. Okay, good. I remember my place in the commuter. Okay. Uh, who is there? Uh, Rebbe, uh, Rebuka Seal, it, it, it's, it's, it's me. Ah, Zalman, the woodchopper. Sure, sure, sure. Come on, come on, come on. Come inside, come inside. Now, what can I do for you? Sit down, sit down, sit down. Sit down. Uh, shall I bring you some coffee? Would you like some coffee? Or your flesh? Shall I bring you some tea? Would you like some cake? Uh, uh, well, uh, I'm going to go home soon to eat supper. I know what your supper is. It's a shtickle boy. 
a piece of bread with a bissel of salt, with a little bit of salt. I know what it is. Please, do me a favor. If you're here, you have to eat something. All right, all right, if that's what you want. But nothing big, because I, I, I have to give somebody an answer. Oh, an answer about what? Meantime, uh, I'll tell my rabbitchen. Rabbitchen, bring some uh, Essenwag, bring something to eat here, and something to drink here for my guest, Zalmin. Okay, I will do that right away. Not a problem. Thank you. Ah, thank you. <laughs> uh, wait a second. Yoshi, I'm supposed to say thank you. Oh, <laughs> I'm just so used to getting food passed to me. Uh, it's for you? Yeah, it's for me. You, uh, you stay out of this, you know? You can get your own food, okay? All right, now let's see where we are. Uh-huh. Okay, been here too. All righty. Yeah, bye bye, bim, bam, bim, bam. Ah, ah, the rabbit, uh, the, the rabbit is bringing the food. And more has this one kind of melon, boy, I mean, I'm a zoe, and more has this one kind of melon, I kill him before And of course, he made broccoli on both things, but he ate first, of course, took a bite of the Amazonas, and then took a, a drink of the uh, wine that was given to him, or the coffee or tea, whatever it was that he had. Of course, I only said the broccoli one after the other because. That's not the integral part of the story because we gotta have enough time and maybe we can get some callers in. But meantime, back to uh, the question. So, what is your question? Uh, Rebbe, there's a poor man that came into town. A very, very poor, and he's making a hasana. Oh, you should be very happy. That's what I told him, but he's not very happy. He's crying there over his tehillim. Oi, 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 what's wrong? What happened? What happened? The shidduch broken? The shidduch might be broken if he doesn't have enough money to buy a talus. Because one of the things that he promised to the Hussein was that he would buy him a talus before the Hashna. And so far he hasn't done it. And the Hashna is going to be next week sometime. I think, I forgot which day he said. But it's going to be next week and he still doesn't have the talus and he hasn't got the money to the talus. Now the talus is going to cost 10 rubles. It's not the most expensive talus, but it's a talus. Anyways, Ichob, I have... Uh, 11 obras with me. So I could give him 10 obras. But that would mean that if I give him the 10 rubles, he buys the talus, the kala gets married, the horse is very happy, and they are going to live happily ever after. I hope, Be'ez Hashem, build a bias, name and be Yisrael. the Zachis, me, little Zalmin, is not going to have the usual Lecha uh, Mishneh, like I always have, Nice, delicious challahs with the fish, with charred, and also not to have uh, chicken, with chicken soup, and not to have gefilte. Oh, I said fish already, I said it. Yeah, yes, you did. I'm not going to have any of these things. And then, because I don't have nothing except enough to have bread and salt, like I have in the weekdays, I won't be able to have a Shabbos guest. Now, this bothers me very much, so I don't know what to do. On one hand, this mitzvah came in from Ayim. On the other hand, I always do the other mitzvahs. So what should I do? Well, I'm going to tell you what you should do. It happens to be the answer is very, very special and very, very simple. And if you do what I say, you'll be able to do everything. Uh, everything? What do you mean? How can I, with 11 rubles, buy everything and help him buy his talis? Listen to what I tell you. It is definitely Mina Shemayim that it happened that this man came and he picked the base of madness where you go. There's other base madness on the other side of town. But he didn't. He went where you go. And he likes where you are. 
So based on that, it's very, very obvious. If he went where you are and you met him, then it's your job to do the mitzvah. With this mitzvah, Kala comes once a year. And it's a very big mitzvah because the chasn is broken, you know, the kala will be very embarrassed. And to save somebody from being embarrassed is like saving a life. So you listen to me. You can accomplish everything. This man is a poor man, obviously. So you tell him you give him the money for the talis. Yeah, and then? Then you ask him to be your guest. <gasps> he could be my guest, but he'll understand he's poor himself. That's right. <clears throat> he's very poor himself, without a question. And therefore, since he's very poor, he wouldn't mind eating the small meal. So therefore, you're going to have your Shabbos meal. You're going to have a Shabbos guest. And, of course, you're going to be able to do the mitzvah of Achnos' kala. Wow, that's a great idea. I like this very much. And he quickly, quickly ran to the basic nurses. I know, I know. <laughs> Pardon me from out of bed. Oh, yes? So, oh, oh, where do you go? I went to ask my rabbi what to do. So listen to me. I'm going to give you the money for the talis on one condition. What's the condition? Uh, I don't know if I can ever pay you back. I don't want the money back. I'm doing a mission the whole way. Now, normally, I have this money, and I make a beautiful Shabbos for myself, and I always have a Shabbos guest. But because I'm helping you, I'm not going to have a Shabbos guest. So I want you to be my Shabbos guest. Would you do that? Oh, yeah, of course. You're helping me. I'll be your Shabbos guest. I have no place else to go. But I have to tell you clearly, I have no money now to buy chickens. We're only going to have challah and salt. Can you live with that for Shabbos? Yes, because you saved my daughter from embarrassment. Yes, I could. And so, sure enough, he went over and he did exactly what the Rebbe said. He gave the man the money for the talis, and the man came to him for a be a Shabbos guest. And of course, it was one of the most beautiful Shabbos they ever had. They sat there together singing the mirrors. And of course, he also had a great time. And it was really, really great Shabbos. But then, once the Shabbos came... And as the guest was getting himself ready to leave, I wished him goodbye. And the guest wanted to be on his way, but he asked him to stay till the morning so he could travel in daylight. And, of course, the guest stayed. Meanwhile, on Matzah Shabbos, the Rav, Rabbi Yukasil, called Zalman over to his house. Yes, Rabbi, what can I do for you? What is Is something wrong? Did I do something wrong? Absolutely not. You didn't do anything wrong. You did the Gewaldi Kazakh. And now it's time for you to continue doing the mitzvahs. Mitzvah? What do you mean? You like to do Achnosis Orchin, don't you? I do. And you like to do now Achnosis Kala. I, I, I definitely do. So listen to me. I want you tomorrow morning, Sunday morning, after davening, you are to put on your wear, your wearing shachris, and you're going to continue wearing your Shabbos clothing tomorrow, not your Shmata clothing, the Shabbos clothing. Then you're going to go to the middle of the marketplace. You understand? You're going to go to the middle of the marketplace where they sell things, and you're going to stand there and waiting. And as Hashem, somebody is going to come along 
and is going to buy your horse and your wagon, and that will be Givaldic. Then you will invest, and you are going to be able to not be a wood chopper. You will own forests, and you will own lumber, and you will become a well-to-do person. So you could continue your ways, to continue your ways of giving tzedakah and helping poor people, and especially Yes, that's correct. So what do you say? I do it. I do what you say. And in that town, there was a sheriff. His name was Glatzka. Sheriff Glatzka was a mean sheriff. He was not a friend of the Jewish people. He was not even a friend of the Goyesha people. So everybody hated him. And there was supposed to be an auction. Oh, what's going on here? I gotta have an auction here. How am I going to make this auction? I'm the sheriff around here. What am I going to do here? I want to make this auction. I want to buy that house. I'm getting old. I don't want to be the sheriff anymore. I want to live peacefully. That estate is for sale. Yeah, those people died. Their children live in another state, another country. They want to sell it. So... Sunday morning's going to be an auction. Yeah, it's very nice. But how am I going to buy it? Everybody hates me. So if I bid, uh, let's say, 100 rubles, they'll up the bid because they know I want it so bad. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I know what I could do. Maybe if there'd be somebody that would buy it for a cheaper price and they don't know that I want it, then I could see this person who buys it and then I could buy it from him and give him a little profit. I have plenty of money to use because I always charge unfair fines. I make up crazy stories why I shouldn't arrest you if you pay a fine. Oh, you did this, you have to pay a fine. You did that, you have to pay a fine. I got rich over the years. <laughs> I'm ready to buy it. Yeah. Well, let me see. I'll be by the auction, but I'm not going to bid anything. And sure enough, Sunday morning came. Right, I finished davening. I ate my breakfast. I don't know who's going to buy an old hussy that looks like bones. I know who wants to buy a wagon so broken down. I don't know. Let me bring it like the roof said. Horse for sale, wagon with tape. Hello. At that time, at that moment, there were three noblemen, three squires. These three squires were in a bar drinking. Yeah, <laughs> very good. I like that joke. Very, very funny. Okay, I think I drank too much already. Yeah, Vladimir, you're right. I drink too much too. Yuri also drink too much. Uh, let's go outside for fresh air, okay? All right. Come on. Alex, Yuri, let's go. Yeah, okay. Vladimir, we're coming. Yes, Vladimir, we're coming. And so the three of them went outside, and they saw some funny crowd of people, and some of them were laughing. Ha, 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 ha. 
Can you imagine? Yeah, I could imagine. This guy's wearing a fancy suit, and he has a junky horse, and he thinks because he's wearing a fancy suit, a fancy schmancy suit, he is going to be able to sell his horse and wagon and get some money? <laughs> this is funny. Hey, isn't that uh, uh, Zalman the woodchopper? He's so poor. Once he dressed up so fancy, he's trying to sell his poor wagon and poor horse. I don't know who's in worse condition, the wagon or the horse. <laughs> and suddenly, these noblemen, these squires, these Peruzzi got over there, and they saw, Hey, Alex, Yuri, look what's going on there. Hey, do you see over there? There's a fancy schmancy wagon over there. Look, it looks like it's covered with gold. What are you talking about? Not one drop of gold. Come on, let's have good laugh, eh? <laughs> yeah, look at that horse. That horse... It could die any moment. Yeah. But you know what? I'm in the mood for fun. Let's go bid for the wagon. Let's go. And we'll go away with the fancy schmancy gold wagon. But it's not gold. We're going to pretend. Let's have good laugh. Imagine squires like us riding in such a fancy wagon. <laughs> that you call fancy wagon? All right. If you insist. Okay. Five gold rubles. Not just rubles. Five golden rubles. Ten golden rubles. Uh, stop with the jokes. Thirty golden rubles. Uh, Thirty-five. Uh, Forty. Uh, Seventy-five. Uh, and they kept bidding back and forth until finally the bid reached one hundred gold rubles. Wow. Ah, who got it? Eh, who bid the... I bid it the hundred rubles. <laughs> hundred gold rubles. Ah, okay. You know what? You have it, okay? All right. Eh, yeah. Here's the hundred gold rubles. <laughs> and we take the horse and wagon. <laughs> Come. Everybody want to have a good laugh? Cam, hey, you know what? Well, let me, Alex, jump on board. Let's go right away. <laughs> let everybody laugh. We're going to keep smiling like we're riding the most fanciest wagon. It's good for the good laugh, no? Yes. If I would know we have such good laughs, I would have bought it for the hundred gold rubles. All right. Well, you did it already. Yeah, let's go. And so they left with his horse and wagon. Suddenly heard another commotion. Not them. They were going elsewhere. But it was Zalman that heard a commotion. Ah, what's going on over here? Ah, oh, it's an auction going on. I know what that is. Excuse me, why did they auction you off? Well, I'll tell you that, Shrove. What they're auctioning off is there's an estate that the man died, a fancy house, Mancy, and a big piece of land, a forest and everything, I used to be in the lumber business, but her father died, and the mother can't take care of herself. So she's going to go live with the children who live in another country. So the children want to sell it, so they're auctioning it off. Okay? Ah, very interesting. After look good, I'm wearing the suit. The rabbi said I shouldn't be a woodchop anymore. 
I should be in the lumber business. So maybe he wants me to buy this. I have something for down payment. I don't know. All right. <laughs> oh, do I hear over here? Do I hear a hundred rubles? Do I hear a hundred rubles? One hundred rubles? Anybody with a hundred rubles? Who the hell is a hundred rubles? Fifteen hundred. Two thousand. And suddenly, out of nowhere, there was a um, little old Zalman. Uh, could me, uh, 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 I bid uh, 50,000 uh, uh, rumors. No, 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 sorry. Uh, nobody bid high. Uh, uh, 5,000 rumors. 5,000 rumors. 5,000 rumors. And, of course, some of the goyim standing there said, Hey, that's the poor woodchopper. Yeah, that's the poor woodchopper. I don't think he has money. I have a plan. Let him buy it. Then he's gonna lose his money. <laughs> because he probably won't be able to pay the rest of the money. <laughs> then they'll re-auction it. Then we can get it for a better price. What do you guys say? I like that. Yeah, me too. I like it also. Yeah. It's a very good idea. And so they all thought it was a great idea. And so what ended up happening was they let the id buy it. And I don't remember if it was 100,000 or 10,000, whatever it was. It was considered pretty high for those days. But it was also considered a good price because everybody stopped bidding against it. And the sheriff started thinking, Oh, yeah. So it seems to me that he uh, bought it. I know who the guy is. I'll talk to his rabbi. And sure enough, and the guy said, All righty, you bought it. Yeah, this is bought it, bought it, bought it, bought it, bought it. Yes, you did, you did, you did. You got to put down a down payment. Here's a contract. I'll give you everything. Okay, here's a contract over here. Do you have a deposit? Do you have a deposit? Uh, yeah, you don't have to go. You know, okay. You're making so much noise in my ear. All right, here. Give me a receipt and everything. Give me the contract. Okay, thank you very much. And remember, the sale becomes falling through. That is, it will fall apart if you don't pay the rest of the money by the end of this week. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. We have the rest of the money. Listen, I did what the rabbit told me up until now. I have to have a moose on him, we talk him, you know. Everything is going to go good. Okay. No, no. Okay, right. But when he came home, he was in for a very special treat. There was a message for him. Oh, the Rob wants to see you right away. Yeah, Rav, Rav, you can see him? Sure, no problem. I'm going. Yeah, bye-bye, bye, me, me, bum, bye. Yes, yes, Rav, you can see You wanted to see me? Yes, I wanted to see you. You know who this man is. Ah, ah, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Sheriff, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't say you did anything wrong. So don't worry. I mean, listen to me. You see, the estate that you bought, the big house, you understand? And uh, with the big forest and everything, is what I wanted to buy. But I couldn't go over and buy it outright because if I started bidding, everybody knows I want it. Everybody knows I have money. So everybody was going to raise the bidding higher and higher until it makes it very high. And that would be their way of getting revenge against me for charging them such high fines. So I decided not to bid at all, and I was going to wait to see who buys it, 
for a decent price, and then I would buy it off of him. Okay? And plus, I give you a profit. You see, you already bought it. Okay? And uh, I'll tell you what. I'm, I have money right now here because I know how much uh, it costed. I have all your money plus 2,000 more rubles for a profit for you. What do you see there? And, of course, Yuka Seal looked at uh, <clears throat> Zalman. Zalman looked at Harav Yuka Seal and noticed that Rabbi Yuka Seal gave a wink, that approval. He gave a wink of approval that it was good to do the deal. And that's exactly what he did. So he made the deal and he signed a contract. And then the sheriff said, you got to do me one favor. Don't tell anybody that I bought it. I want to keep this a secret until I'm ready to reveal that I'm the new owner, okay? So we signed a contract, and we put it in my pocket. And with that, the sheriff left. But nobody knew about the sale from Zalman to the sheriff. And now he had all the money plus more. And so he brought the money to pay the person at the auctioneer. And Sholdik, now, excuse me. Hey, yes, sir. What is this, sir? Oh, what are you going to do now? What are you doing back here? What are you doing back, 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 back here? Are you back here? What are you doing back, 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 back here? What's the reason why you're being here? Uh, I want a receipt because I'm paying the rest of the money. What? How could you do that? I, I'm doing it. Where'd you get the money? Uh, you know, when you're a poor woodchop and you put a lot of money on the side, over the years, eventually you realize, uh, you know, it adds up to a lot of money. So here you go. All right. I'm not going to question you. It's all legally yours. Okay, here it goes. Sign in. Here's your receipt. And the house is completely yours. The estate is yours. And the number is all yours. Not a problem. Okay. Okay. I'm going. And then as he was going back, the sheriff suddenly, unexplainable, unexplicably, or whatever they call the fancy words, no rhyme or reason, suddenly he broke out with a strange rash. And then he fell down in the middle of the town right where everybody could see him. And he fell down. And he suddenly died on the spot. It's very strange. And people said, don't touch him, don't touch him. Right now. Oh, don't touch him. Yeah, don't touch him. Why should we touch him? Yeah, because this guy uh, may be uh, 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 diseased. He may have a plague on him. Look at him. He's got these pimples on him and his rash and everything. Nobody touch him. And of course, doctors came to look. Oh, I'm not going to touch him. No, sir. This man, ah, it's very strange. This man, I can't believe it. This man is, it, 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 it's, it's a plague. Don't touch anything. Put on gloves. Bury him just the way he is. And they buried him, the sheriff, just the way he is. And in his pocket, they buried him together with the contract. And when word got out that the sheriff was Nifta, once again, clearly, Zalman saw the Yad of Hashem, how great it was because he helped this poor person to be able to make sure that his daughter does not become embarrassed. He did a mitzvah of Kala in the greatest way possible. And sure enough, what he did was he took all his riches that he had. Yes, he did go into the lumber business. He hired many Jewish workers and even some Goyesha workers to balance it out so everybody should talk nice about him. Because when you're in Gullis, you have to remember, we are their guests, not the other way around. And so what happened was is, he was a very big Machnas Oirich. Yes, he was a Machnas Oirichim, She'en Kamoyu. And he did Mitzvah of Tzedakah for sure. And one Mitzvah that he did outstandingly was, Ah, the Mitzvah of 
Wow, you know, come to think of it, for a while you didn't interrupt the story. That's because it was such a great story. It was turning out better than when I thought. And looking at the clock. Ay, ay, ay. Once again, reminiscent. I don't have time, right? I see that signal. No, no, no time. Okay, so until next week, everybody have a wonderful Shabbos. Great weekend. Goodbye. Goodbye.